Hello. So this week is a little bit different. Barbara and I just needed to take a week, really a day of self-care. We just need to take a little bit of a break. So I have handpicked for you some really great moments from some of our past shows to just keep you going and give you a laugh because these are some of the funniest things. So enjoy and we will be back with you next week. Take care. So what is today's crazy talk? Bigfoot. That might be crazy. It might be crazy. But Bigfoot could be real. I think so. I think so, too. Um, I've never seen one. I have never seen one. Never heard one. Mm -mm. Never smelled one. Never smelled one. (laughs) (laughs) That you know of. (laughs) From what I've heard that they are quite stinky. So, But I don't know that there's a lot of reports you know, in our area of Bigfoot sightings. And I don't typically go into the woods in the areas where they do have them just because of the proximity to where we are. (laughs) Um, So I don't know that we would even have an opportunity. Hmm. Maybe on our cookie tour, we'll come across, you know, we'll rent a cabin (laughs) in the woods. I'll put some cookies out for Bigfoot. We'll see if they like them. Or maybe we'll go to Texas and go visit uh, the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization and visit Bobby Hamilton, who I want to call Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a very official place. It does. Research Institute? Organization. Organization, excuse me. Um, Yeah, so let me go back to the beginning of how I came upon Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) How did you discover Mr. Hamilton? (laughs) Mr. Hamilton. I can't get Ricky Bobby out of my head now. Um, So Sunday morning, I was getting ready to leave, and I was going to go meet with somebody who I didn't really want to meet with. And so I couldn't deal with the news or fires or flood or whatever was on the news, politics, discord, all of that. So I turned on the travel channel, and I'm like, that's safe. Like, Absolutely. I love the travel channel. I love this travel channel, too. Like, maybe there could be pictures of a new adventure that Barbara and I need to go explore. (laughs) Research. Research. Well, no. I got content instead. (laughs) (laughs) Please continue. So, um, this show, as I turned it on, it was like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes into it already. And this man, Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Bobby, says, (laughs) and I am going to play some audio for you, totally unapproved. I did not get any permission from the Travel Channel or uh, the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization to use this. So feel free to contact me, not Barbara. (laughs) She didn't do this. Uh, But I'd love to have a chat with either. So that's cool, too. Um, (laughs) So what did you hear? Let me play it for you. It is awesome. Their website. And screaming out. In the Toledo Bend area. And I know you've got some other stuff that you've been looking at close to there. Well, that's, that's right. It's right in this area right here. We will knock this animal down. You know, this is this is what we do. And we will take this animal out of here. If it's a nuisance animal and you're fearing for your safety and you're scared for the safety of your children, you're scared to stay in your home, then you need to call us. We will come out here and take care of this for you. 
Okay. Sounds easy enough. Sounds easy enough. It's what he does. So I found that this is season 15, episode three of this Bigfoot show. Bigfoot is real. And how many of these nuisance Bigfoots have they, Bigfoot, have they taken care of? Well, none. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Clearly they, they don't get paid by the pound. Right. So I I was 100% impressed and blown away by the confidence of this man in his voice, in his stance. It's what we do. Like, for sure, there is no question. If I ever had a big, Bigfoot problem, I'm calling that dude. <laughs> for sure. Well, just in case it happens, maybe you should keep the number handy. <laughs> so... I went on about my business and only kind of half watching it. And then I hear um, the second clip. This has the firepower needed when something that could be eight to 10 foot tall and could weigh up to a thousand pounds like a huge grizzly bear is extremely irritated with your actions and is coming directly at you. A lot of people, uh, they hear people talk about these animals being the forest friends and cute and cuddly. Well, some of them might be that way, but there's also some out there that if you get there, they're going to hurt you. And helping the public is one thing I really want to do. DNA alone is not going to do it. I mean, they're just going to classify it as something, but what did it come from? You've got to have a body. Science has always had to have a body. Jim's catching up on Miss Shirley's latest run-ins with the monsters. I was repotting my plants. And I almost smelled the horrible stench. I mean, it was bad. And I thought, well, what in the world is that? You know? Well, I looked around, and there he was. He was on the other side of this pond. He was coming out of them woods right there. Okay. He turned back around, and he went more toward the center of the pond. And here come another one from this side. Okay. And it looked like a female. Uh, well, when did you think it was a female? It had breasts. Okay. Yeah. Right. And they went that away, straight through the middle. It, it was a big foot. You could, you know. No doubt in your mind. No, no doubt in my mind. Right. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. If he comes in tonight, or any of them comes in, it'll start tonight. I'll start taking care of the situation for you. Okay. Will that work? Does yes, that make sir. y'all happy? Yes, sir. And if, if we got to stack them, one, two, three, it doesn't matter. We'll bag them and tag them. I just want my grandkids to be safe and for us to be safe. I understand. Bag them and tag them. One, two, three. Okay. That is confidence. That is confidence. And like, what would the payday be for him if he had <laughs> three Bigfoot bodies? I I think him, his whole entire family would be set for life. Can you imagine the... Yeah. The research value alone of a yes. Bigfoot body. So I'm not advocating the death of Bigfoot. No, absolutely not. But, and I would also like to men- mention that Miss Shirley is a repeat customer. So she's paid him before to not get a Bigfoot. But it sounds like maybe he kept him away for a while? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm not making fun of Mr. Hamilton. By any means, this is that's not what our show is. What I want to bring to light is we can do flipping anything. 
Absolutely. <laughs> they have a show on Travel Channel where they've caught nothing. <laughs> yes. They have repeat customers. <laughs> they have not gotten a Bigfoot. I think we can do this. Not we Bigfoot, do- but we can do, <laughs> we can do this. We can do what we're doing. We can what do we're this. we're passionate about. Right. And I think that the passion inside is really where it is. So obviously, so this man had an encounter with a Bigfoot when he was young. Or maybe for those of you who don't believe Bigfoot, maybe it was a man in a costume. I don't know. It doesn't matter. In his mind, he believes that he had a Bigfoot encounter. And so this has become his passion. Makes sense. Whatever. So... There's a lot of very strange jobs that people find their niche in because they go with their gut and their passion. So with a little Googling, Google is so great. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Google machine. (laughs) It will tell you anything and a lot of things that you don't want to know. So, of course, I've heard of the professional snugglers, the people that kind of lay in bed and hug you. That seems like an awesome job in a way and a very creepy job in another way. For me, it feels unsafe. Right. I'm kind of thinking like you can pick a snuggler up on the street corner and, you know. (laughs) I think that's a different kind of snuggler. Well, but I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, if you want someone in your bed, they already have people for that. Yes. I'm guessing that these professional snugglers are probably vetted and not on crack. Possibly. Or, you know, maybe, maybe they're functioning crack people. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not one to judge, but so, and I don't know how the professional snugglers are doing during COVID. Like, would they get that unemployment money? I don't know. But, you know, what if they were in like a furry costume and then you could put like a... A mask across you and it'd be like snuggling a teddy bear and you wouldn't even know that there's a mask and that's kind of like a hazmat suit with fur. So I know we've talked about fall before, but I really was into uh, learning about why the leaves fall yesterday. So I read about it. What did you learn? Well, I knew about the chlorophyll, and that reminds me of Billy Madison (laughs) when I think, when I say the word chlorophyll, Uh, and uh, the photosynthesis, so there's not enough light to keep all of that going, and so other chemicals come, and the tree gets a chemical imbalance and goes sort of insane a little bit. Oh, great. The trees are bipolar. Right. Well, that happens to the best of us sometimes. (laughs) That's why we're crazy. (laughs) Maybe. Allegedly. (laughs) But the uh, stems of the leaves actually grow scar tissue, which implies that there's some healing going on, that the tree is trying to preserve itself and then says, you know what? I've got a long winter ahead of me and I need to preserve some energy. So I'm going to get rid of of what I can't hold on to anymore. And I often hold on to shit way too long. Girl. (laughs) Preaching to the choir over here. So I invite you, me, everyone listening, our vast 
audience of listeners <laughs> to let some shit go this fall. You've tried to heal it. How many times have you tried to heal it? Over and over and over again. And it's just not working. If we could just let go of the dead weight and let it fall and preserve the energy for the important things that are in the future that are to come. That's what I would like to say today about fall. So that you can be reborn again in the spring. Yes. I like that. I like that too. I let go of some jet recently and took a long time to do so, but I feel like I will be better for it. Yeah. And I don't mean laxatives. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. Okay. I didn't think you were going there, but thank you for the clarification. I had heard a thing on a radio program some time ago, um, and this couple was visiting, you know, their relatives or something that had a farm, and they were out looking for things in the pasture that you would find underneath the cow paths. So they were out in the field with a bag looking for mushrooms. Anyhow, they um, there was a cow with horns they assumed was a bull that was following them. And eventually they realized they weren't paying too much attention because they're, you know, looking on the ground. And this cow with the horns, which did turn out to be a girl, um, and the other cows had actually kind of encircled them to where the cows were between them and the exit to the paddock. Um, And so they're freaking out that, you know, these cows are going to attack them. Well, here they are walking around with this bag. The cows thought they had food, so they were following them. They wanted fed, and then these people were scared that the cows were coming after them. And it was just, it was a funny thought to think about, you know, here are these city slickers, you know, down on this farm and are scared of, you know, a female cow that just wanted a snack. The traditions at your house are quite interesting, I must say. So the traditions at your house. (laughs) I think they're pretty normal traditions now. I'm a little scared. Cards Against Humanity with 80-year-old parents. Like, that was a lot for me to say words in front of your parents. Well, it is a new tradition, and my mom was 73 at the time. So that was... My parents had told me they played Cards Against Humanity at another friend's house or something. And we had used to always play card games and um, word games and things like that. We're quick-witted people. We, you know, fast-moving games we like. So I was surprised when my mom said that they liked Cards Against Humanity because I had recently played it at a drunken party (laughs) and thought it was funny. But I'm like, okay. And when... Thank God for my daughter and her not having any problems saying any kind of word. Because when when my mom's card said queef and someone had to explain to her what that was, that was my daughter's job right then. But yeah, I, I could not. Some of the things that I heard my mother say was quite odd. And then my mom won the fucking game. Like, what the hell? 
Whenever I play with my mom, I I have the least cards. It is so funny because when you play that, whoever like picks your answer, you get to hold on to those cards and whoever kind of has the most is it's kind of an arbitrary winner thing. It's more just about the laughs, I think. But my mom, every time I play with my mom, I do way worse than her, which is weird. It's weird and hilarious and odd all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And there's not alcohol involved, so to numb the weirdness. <laughs> We're not big drinkers. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty fun. So we've only done that a couple of times. So it's a newer tradition. Um, but, you know, there's not a lot of explaining in that game. So even if you've never played, like we used to play Taboo a lot, mm-hmm. you kind of have to explain that game. So um so, should we play again this year? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> your dad's pretty funny. Uh, your dad is hilarious. So, um, I- I'm used to it now. So, I'm cool. It was the first time it was like, I-, I-, I don't know if this is appropriate or right. I like, this was like blowing my mind. It was weird for me too. <laughs> it was definitely weird for me too. Because there are some weird stuff that I won't say. And then to hear my mom say it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was odd. <laughs> Definitely odd. Thanks for paying for 10 years of Catholic school, Mom. Now let me talk <laughs> you say this. <laughs> and then there's that. And then there's that. So, but we have, you know, we, we try to have fun. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can talk about politics. You can talk about religion. You can fight amongst the family. Or you can just play Cards Against Humanity and watch, you know, your grandparents say real inappropriate stuff. (laughs) Or explain the inappropriateness. Or maybe they have some lessons to teach you. I don't know. (laughs) I think we had to explain taint as well. Yes. Yeah, that was... (laughs) Again, thank goodness my daughter was there because I would just, you know, literally, hey Siri and let her say it. (laughs) Let me tell you about this man I saw the other day. So as I've made it clear, I do things for comic value. I am I am like a cartoon in human form. And I was driving to the JOB one day last week, and there were men working on the railroad tracks that we have to go over. And so, you, of course, you have to slow down for the railroad tracks. And I saw the men standing behind the truck, but I couldn't really see them until I was directly next to them. And one of the guys, and he was easily mid-40s, was doing a dance. And you could tell it was the kind of dance you do to entertain your friends, not because you're keeping a beat. And I instantly saw him and was like, that's me. That is your guy. That's my guy. (laughs) So I gave them the biggest smile, gave him a two thumbs up. Of course, he laughed. All his friends laughed. But it wasn't, you know, it was a split second. You know, just all of a sudden he was there. I couldn't see him until I was right next to him. And instantly was like, why didn't I stop? to talk to i know and you know hello are you can i see your left hand please um then the so it's only about two blocks um to the office at that point and the entire way i'm like i need to i should have stopped 
there was nobody behind me, but of course I didn't realize it. You know, I was in motion until it was too late. And then there was this whole self dialogue about, you should probably turn back around because that might be your soulmate. And uh, we could dance, you know, badly in public (laughs) together. And uh, then they'll just think it's choreographed. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I debated all day whether, like, should I go back? So then yesterday when I was driving in, I saw people working on the tracks. I got excited at this point because maybe my man is going to be there. (laughs) No, it was a woman and a young kid, but I was prepared that day. So now I think I'm just going to keep traveling the track, (laughs) (laughs) trying to find my dancing soulmate. Hanging out with the kids one-on-one, having fun. (laughs) So I do have a funny Amelia story. That's my oldest granddaughter. She's five and a half. And uh, she likes to tell me how it is. So over the weekend, we were playing with her dolls. And she has, um, she's very much in the Disney princess kind of time frame or uh, age range. So we have... Belle and um, she's a redhead so we have lots of Anna dolls and things like that so she has an Anna whose hair is in braids and she had a crown on well when the dolls come they're kind of like stitched onto their head so that they don't they're not supposed to come off (laughs) Um, so she she had gotten it off but I put it back on and the way they fit they're pretty snug on their head anyway so she took it off And evidently it got stuck. And so it pulled part of her hair out of her braid and was sticking out off her head. And she came out all upset and told me that the doll's hair was messed up. And now it looked like grandma. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. The doll's hair was messed up like grandma's. Sweet. Right? (laughs) No, granted, when the kids are over, you know, I don't bother doing my hair. It's, you know, put in a clip or put in a ponytail or whatever. And... At this point, I had not showered for the day. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, really? Thanks. <laughs> so I had to probably go look in the mirror to see how bad my hair really was. But in, in all fairness, we did have at least one WWE SmackDown already that day um, that she beat me up during. <laughs> but yeah, the doll's hair was messed up and looked like me. Okay. Yeah. This is the... This is uh the reality that I have now. <laughs> I think I might have a psychic ability. Really? Not psychotic. Are you sure? Well, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm psychotic. but um, So I don't know how to check this out. Um, like, I don't have visions or anything like that. But, you know, you ever just think about somebody and then they appear or, you know, that kind of thing. So I have just had a bunch of that happen all at the same time. And so here's a good example. So my daughter-in-law's birthday was last weekend and I knew she was going to have um, dinner with her family on Friday night. And I knew she was having dinner with one of her best friends on Sunday. So Saturday, I wanted to do something for her. So I was going to make her a cake. 
then I got to thinking she's probably having a cake at her mom's and she's probably having a cake tomorrow, you know, the next day at her friends. So I thought that I would make her brownies. Actually, my granddaughter suggested we make brownies. So, you know, that's not really special for a birthday. So I did the cheesecake brownies, you know, mm. where you put the cheesecake on top and swirl them. Delicious. Right. <laughs> um, I haven't made them in a long time and they were not as delicious as I hoped they would be, but it was my own fault and I know what I did wrong. Anyhow, so my son comes home um, or comes over Friday night and I ask him how dinner went at her parents. And he was like, oh, you know, it was good. And I said, you know, what kind of cake did they make for her? He says, they may, they got a cheesecake. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not what I anticipated. So when my daughter-in-law comes over, I tell her, you know, my whole spiel about why I didn't make her a cake because I figured she'd have two. So surprise, I made you cheesecake brownies. And she kind of gives me a smile that I could tell is not a real happy smile. And I said, well, hopefully Sarah's making you a cake tomorrow. She says, no, Sarah's making me brownies. <laughs> so her mother made her cheesecake or bought a cheesecake. Her friend is making brownies. What do I do? Cheesecake brownies. What in the actual heck? It has been years since I made cheesecake brownies. Years. And the only reason I did it was because I thought I would do something different. And all I did was combine the two other things she was already getting. Super weird. During the same week, I am thinking about one of my friends. Uh, I need to ask a question. And uh, actually, I had a question about mowing my grass, and this person is a landscaper. And so I was trying to figure out this question about my lawn. And, you know, of course, I could Google it, but that takes a long time. I'm, I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just send him a quick text. But I haven't heard from him in a long time and kind of don't want to break that seal. Guess who texts me within an hour hmm. to see what I'm doing? So I don't know if I put vibes out into the universe like, they knew I was making cheesecake brownies, so everybody made cheesecake and made brownies. Or if I pick up on what is out there. So was this gentleman thinking about me, therefore I thought about him? And should I text him, or was it the other way around? I don't know how that works, and I don't know how to figure it out. Like, I don't have premonitions or visions. I just think I have my own thought, and then someone says to me, I was just thinking that. And that happens a lot. Yeah, I get that. So what does that mean? It means that everything is always connected. That's what it means to me. <laughs> there was a Facebook ad that this psychic, and I'm not going to say her name because I'm not giving her any credit because she did a shitty job. But um, <laughs> So she says that for $24, she will um, sketch my soulmate and let me know when I will meet this man and details about him. Oh, please do tell. <laughs> so I got the sketch. Average guy. Not hideous. Not Nikola Tesla. No, definitely not Nikola <laughs> Tesla. I will be happy to post the picture for you in case any of you know this man. And what are some of the traits of this man? Okay. Thank you for the order. The person 
revealed as being your soulmate is a man who wants rules and laws. (laughs) Does that sound like that's what I want? No. You have lots of rules, though. I have lots of rules, but I don't live by other rules. So the... The rules that I have are like, if you're holding up a picture of, if you, in your profile picture, you have something dead, I don't feel safe. (laughs) It's rules like that. You know, if you get a cigarette hanging out of your mouth, no. If you have your shirt off and you're not at a beach, no. (laughs) (laughs) Rules like that. Common sense rules, I feel, but whatever. To each his own. <laughs> the shirt off thing is not a common sense rule. I have weird things about shirtless men in certain situations. and But go ahead. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Please, what did this psychic tell you okay. about your soulmate? He likes to set limits to form structures. Oh, okay. Boy. Yeah. To set limit and to form structures. So if he's an architect, okay. But if you're going to form structures around me... Good luck. Right. (laughs) He is a great builder. Okay, again, architect, maybe. Maybe he works with his hands. That's cool. Um, He will always seek to have a strong foundation. Okay. I I dig that. He works at the Lego store. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Oh, my God. (laughs) Your soulmate is renowned for his patience and discipline. He will need it for me. Yes. (laughs) And professionalism. He gets a lot of appreciation from people because of his diplomatic way of being. I like that. Okay. Okay. That's all right. He is hardworking and ambitious. That's good. Aspiring to create something that will stand the test of time. And he detests the idea of being financially dependent on others. Well, thank God. Um, (laughs) He will seek... For so social, uh, he will seek for social recognition for his achievements. Eh. I was gonna say that's not your guy. <laughs> that is not my guy. It, I hate that about people who give just to have the accolades for themselves. No, right? Uh, okay. In a relationship, he does not express his feelings easily. Eh. Right? <laughs> so- no. It's going to build structures around you and not express his feelings. I'm not feeling good about this. No. (laughs) He has more of a conservative mind. No. However, he is capable to offer tons of good feelings and make sure you understand this. He can build a solid, realistic relationship. He is highly compatible with you giving rise to a feeling of mutual appreciation. For this reason, this love match is likely to be particularly successful. Your soulmate is like is like a pariah in the office and a big, soft teddy bear at home. So he's an asshole where he works. Right? No. No. I don't like two-faced people. Be who the fuck you're going to be. Right. That's it. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) This big soft teddy bear knows exactly what you said and when you said it. Okay, I can recite everything everybody has ever said to me, pretty much. So, I get that because I'm like, 
It is a shield, and I will direct that right at you when I am pissed. (laughs) So if I need a little back, maybe that's true. Okay, I can accept that. (laughs) Uh, Helen Meyer, your supportiveness of him working around the clock. He's also conservative with a small C. I don't know why conservative is brought up again, but I don't like it at all. And absolutely hates being embarrassed in public. Well, now. (laughs) So I already have a problem with your future boyfriend because he is not going to like me because (laughs) being around me in public can lend you to being embarrassed on a fairly regular basis. He will always like to have an impeccable image. He's not going to the grocery store with me in sweats. That's what that means. And I am not dressing up to go to the grocery store with him. It sounds like he's fake. It sounds like he's fake. So here's where it gets really good. Um, Please be aware that opening the path for this drawing is the equivalent of turning your face to the universe, to your soul. The information you received is confidential and you should not, let me flip the page, release to any other soul because the consequences could lead to an energy blockage in your aura and will interfere the connection between you and him. I have no problem interfering in this connection. <laughs> I was like, you screwed it up already. Already. The, right now, your vibrations aren't aligned or calibrated towards each other. So it may take five months before you meet each other. So for another $24, could she help align your vibration? (laughs) Well, I think it was more than $24, but um, I want no part of this man. No, he does not sound like he is not my guy. And I did reply with a laughing emoji and said, this is not my soulmate. (laughs) And I would like a refund and I did not hear anything back. It's been a few (laughs) weeks, but... You sat on this for weeks? (laughs) I did. I totally forgot about it last week. Um, But yes, um, if my energy is aligned with him in five weeks, that means I've become clinically depressed (laughs) and something has happened. And you've turned into an asshole and I will tell you about yourself. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and laughed with our past history. I really considered doing a cookie count of how many times Barbara said cookie, but that would have meant I had to listen to every show word for word. And that was kind of a lot if we were taking a break. Maybe that's for when we have an intern that can do such things. Uh, So anyway, thanks for listening. And we will be back with more laughs next week. If you would like to contact us, our email address is hello at brightsideofcrazy.com. Take care. Bye.